<laughs> Welcome back to another week of the EFFL football podcast. As always, it is your boy, owner of the Mary Had a Little CD Lamb, Dakota, with uh, my good friends, commissions, team owners, Calman of Everything is Fine, and our old commission. What is up, guys? Everything is fine. Yes, sir. We had our uh, little post-Halloween uh, action this week. We had football on Halloween, which was uh, kind of nice, actually. I, I always like sports on holidays. And um, some little surprises this week. So, some matchups were, uh, you know, um, not as close as, as they've been, but a lot of news to cover this week. So I guess we'll just deep dive into the uh, the, the game um, outputs from last week. So uh, the, play, the EFFL... Primo Hoagie Game of the Week game was myself going against the Hobbits, which I was able to win in a total blowout. I'm sorry, Patrick. Had some I disappointing. He did call that. Yeah, it was a little disappointing for him, and he's going to be hurting this week as it looks like Derrick Henry is done for the year. Trash Pandas, Sean, was able to get the win over the Poverty franchise, get strapped. Uh, Poverty franchise now drops to 2-6, and six, so you know he's hurting. Ugh. Odell Beckham as well on that team. Uh, he looks like he's also done. He did not get traded before the trade deadline, and it was reported that Kevin Stefanski told him to stay home. And uh, so I don't know. Is he a Brown now? Is he not? I don't know. He gone. I think he gone. Yeah, he's 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 out of there. Yeah, Poverty franchise was actually uh, Joe Buck yourself. They just changed their name after the loss. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, let me just make a statement too. Uh, anybody that thinks Amari Cooper is overrated, uh, I will accept your apology in the league chat. Thank you, uh, Calvin. What do you think about your game here? You know, it didn't go the way you wanted against the New Jersey football team, and you're just letting me run away with this division. And now Jameis Winston is out for the year. Another one of the league's big injuries. How are you feeling over there? Uh, not great. Uh, obviously, quarterback is very important in this league. Um, and there's not a lot available. I picked up Trevor Simeon in the hopes that, uh, in the hopes that Taysom Hill gets Kenny Gainwell this week, and they just put Simeon in there, and he somehow lights it up. But uh, yeah, that's a big loss. Uh, I'm gonna have to try to see what kind of trades I can pull off to see if maybe I can bring in another quarterback. Um, so, all of you uh, EFFLers out there, if you have a quarterback that you're uh, if you have a quarterback that's burning a hole in your pocket, uh, hit me up with a reasonable trade, not a bullshit one. Could I interest you in one Mike White? The White uh, Lightning? Dep- <laughs> depending on what happens with him in terms of uh, him being injured, because we just had breaking news before we started recording that Mike White uh, hurt his uh, his finger. So, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Mike White. Um yeah, I'll I'll have to I'll have to think that over, Sean, but I'll definitely consider it. There you heard, folks, looking for a QB. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine able to squeak out a win here. One of the lowest score, I think, was the lowest scoring game this week. But uh, you know, they don't ask how; they ask how many. And uh, he's got seven wins now as he beats the Goodfellas, eighty-six to eighty. And what was uh, not a very interesting fantasy game. But, uh, you know, he keeps on winning, so and he was able to do that spite 
the donut from Russell Gage. I think that's like Russell Gage's second donut too. I don't know what's going on with him, but I guess it was kind of canceled out by Emmanuel Sanders for the Goodfellas. He'd be upset to see that he also dropped that zero. And uh, you had the right Buffalo wide receiver on your bench. If you put in Cole Beasley this week, you walk away with a W. So that one's got to hurt. Maybe next week. Team Corderell Patterson, another name change here, uh, going up against Big Chunky Ben. Uh, he was able to get the win here uh, pretty easily, 128 to 103. Fidel drops to 2 and 6, desperately looking for a win. And then we have Brandon, also in my division. The Eastern Division has, as Sean said, seemingly turned his season around here. Uh, I think this is his third straight win here, and he's up to four and four. He's able to beat Whiteout University, who is just slipping down now. Uh, Brandon got a, you know, Tua, you know, regressed a little bit this week as far as fantasy purposes goes, but he got what he was he needed out of his quarterbacks. They did not hold him back this week. And again, he has the very strong trio of Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, and Cooper Cup. So uh, he did lose his tight end, Robert Tunyon, though. He is out for the year. I think he has a torn ACL, so he'll look to replace. Uh, as we get into it, though, the rankings after or for week nine, I am still your leader here at six and two. Sean moved up two spots from the four to the two spot here. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine stable at that three spot, even though he squeaks out that low scoring win. All that matters is that he got the win. Christian Castle going up to the four spot. The Hobbits drop big time after their loss down to number five. Brandon up three spots to number six. Team Corderell Patterson up a spot from last week. Wideout University dropping two spots. Everything is fine dropping two spots down to nine. Big Chunky Ben was able to you know uh, move up seemingly somehow. But uh, as Sean said in his comment here, he's going to need to rip off several wins if he wants any chance at the playoffs. As we're about halfway through the season now, Goodfellas drops to 11th and Alexander, the poverty franchise, in 12th. That is your weekly rankings. As far as uh, power rankings go for the players, Tom Brady still up in first, owner of the Trash Pandas, even though he lost against the Saints this week in that big upset. Michael Carter has had some good weeks here for Fadil, A.J. Brown. For Keem Cordero Patterson and TJ Hawkinson puts up another great performance for the Poverty franchise. Um, the players of the week. There you have it. Now, if we look at the MVP race, Tom Brady leads that as well. Matthew Stafford in second, Josh Allen in third, Patrick Mahomes holding that fourth spot, even with his poor performance, and Kyler Murray, who got upset last Thursday night against the Packers, is still holding that fifth spot. So that's where you have it, guys. So uh, a lot of news, I guess, to cover. Uh, we'll talk about the elephant in the room here, Henry Ruggs, who is an, a murderer, an awful human being, killed somebody on Wednesday night, uh, traveling 156 miles an hour and caused a fiery crash. And then um, I'm not sure what it says about Cowman, but he then proceeded to immediately trade for Henry Ruggs, uh, <laughs> knowing that he's a horrible, terrible murderer. Uh, Cowman, what do you have to say about that? All right, so the the thing is, I, I enjoy uh, comedy of all kinds, and... I wish I still had Deshaun Watson on my team because I feel like that would have been like the best possible trade that I could have uh, I could have made there. Um, but I was just trying to test the waters. I know you know Sean had him on his roster, 
and uh, Jameis Winston was no longer going to be of service. So I made the trade. And really, it kind of boils down to one, I think it's hilarious just to see it show up and everyone gets <laughs> to see it. Um, and then two, uh, I wanted to rename him to Dante Stallworth because I think that is in good taste. Um, and I'll, I'll also, you know, this is just me because <laughs> here's the thing with, with uh, Henry Ruggs. And then this is, this is more like a, of a serious thing, right? So I, I really wanted the Eagles to draft Henry Ruggs when he was coming out of school. Um, I thought he was a really good player. When I was playing Madden, I drafted him in like the, you know, the fantasy draft at the end of the season or whatever. And I was like, this is, this is a player I want the Eagles to get. So it definitely sucked to see this happen. Um, but in our fantasy league, because I felt like that was a player that I really liked, I wanted to be the one to release his ass into free agency um, <laughs> for doing what he did. So that, that's, you know, that's more so what, what it was about. But man, it's just, it's really disappointing and awful. I mean, just, uh, you know, the, the victim, I mean, that's, it's, it's really bad. I mean, that's like a terrible way to go. Um, super horrendous. I just cannot believe that that happened, especially with all the resources they have to, you know, get home. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it just shouldn't happen. It's something that was so avoidable. And, you know, and I, I saw a tweet like a uh, tweet about this where and, you know, I'm a NASCAR fan, so I know how fast they go. But at Daytona running wide open, those cars go about 200. They pretty much tap out at 200 now. He was going 156. That's not far off. Nobody should be going that fast. Um, and it's just it's just insane. Um, but I also will say, and this is more of a, a joke, but um Corvettes are really safe, apparently. Like, holy, holy shit. Yeah, how did he live at that speed? It's insane. I thought he was going to die. I mean, when I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, there's no way he survived that crash. Absolutely no way. And then to get out of there and be able to walk around, like, it's insane. Yeah, I think uh, Corvettes have, like, a carbon fiber um, plating that helps with that. And I think the angle that he hit them is more advantageous for the uh for rugs unfortunately um yeah and apparently it was in a residential area with like a lot of red lights like you have to really try to go that fast uh, it's not like a highway or anything so it's just really just sickening but, yeah uh, yeah awful news all around jokes aside um calman may god have mercy on your soul <laughs> Uh, you know, I just want to statement. You know, the trash pandas do not condone murderers. So as, soon as, as soon as Calvin offered that trade, you know, I had to had to get rid of him for an upstanding citizen like James Winston. I just I predict that everything is fine as the team and like blitz the league where like you know you have the players shooting up steroids on the sideline and <laughs> oh my god in my head that's what i'm picturing <laughs> man <laughs> man i'll be honest this is probably in terms of like what has happened in sports this is probably the most shocking thing that has happened since the kobe bryant accident just in terms of like how and it's it's not on the same level because obviously Kobe Bryant is well loved athlete, and he is like probably the biggest, most famous person that we've known um, that was still in good standing that has died. 
Um, mm. But just something like this that it happens, it just it's so shocking. And it's like the whole rest of the day, it's like it's almost like you can't believe that it occurred. So yeah, Kobe was devastating. This was just a, 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 it's a total surprise and unavoidable. Yeah. Um, I will say I've seen people mention like Dante Stallworth and you know that Henry Ruggs could potentially get back in the league, but I think the key difference here I don't I could be wrong, but I don't think Dante Stallworth was drinking and driving. I know that he did kill someone by driving. I, I believe he was going like ten to fifteen over the speed limit. Maybe uh, someone can fact check me here and we can get back to it. So with this, uh, I think they said the man or the minimum sentence would be two years with a max of twenty. Uh, he was uh, drunk actually. He was drunk. Okay. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Dante's. That's what I'm right now. Hmm. Why did he get a lesser sentence then? I, th- I, I maybe think wasn't. Go- I know that he complied, but uh, he did, and, and he look. did give the family a lot of money. And I think there was also, I think, for some, reason, I think someone was jaywalking. Maybe that's what I'm getting it's, mixed yeah, up here. Yeah. So apparently, yeah. someone yeah. jumped in front of his car. He was jaywalking, and so he was intoxicated. But the person jumped in front of the car. Right. Okay. He broke the law. So that's what it was. Yeah. EFFL podcast doesn't like bringing any fake news, so we can admit when we are incorrect, thanks to our fact checkers behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just crazy. And then, you know, you also have to factor in, too, you know, he had an illegal, I guess, firearm in the car mm. that he wasn't supposed to have. And then his, you know, his blood level was like, you know, double the legal. I mean, there's, there's so many things. Like, I, I personally, I think he's fucked. Yeah. I mean, he... He's not playing again. He's, no. he's he's looking at charges of you know twenty years at this point because I think he killed, what he killed two people and a dog. He uh, he had a firearm, like you said, um, reckless driving. Yeah. And right? I think that that law is is more strict in uh, Nevada than Nevada. it is in other places too. Yeah, so. yeah, they may make an example out of old Henry here, old. As as he's now being called uh, Hennessy H- or Hennessy Rugs, so, uh, <laughs> I've also seen Henny Rugs as well. So, ah <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Moving on. Yeah, I'm sure the Raiders will like to get out of the spotlight. So Derrick Henry out uh, for the season. Michael Thomas. I know Fadil drafted him kind of on a gamble, which we knew it was going to be. He's now shut down for the season with that ankle injury. I don't know if he uh, had some sort of – if he re-aggravated it, if he wasn't on the timetable. His earliest return was October 25th, and uh, we just found out I think yesterday that he's now done for the season. So uh, a lot of injuries. Again, teams are just absolutely battling. We have uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's just a scumbag and uh, lied about his vaccination. In my opinion, he should be suspended for the year. And they should also reverse all of his playoff wins, specifically 2014 and 2016. But that is my opinion. Um, So, uh, yeah, he was – immunized as he said and not vaccinated uh and it just i guess the packers organization was okay with him just breaking every mandate i'm imagining when i hear that now i'm imagining him with like the crystals from napoleon dynamite (laughs) (laughs) wait i have to put in the crystals yeah he's using homeopathic medicine i never knew aaron Rodgers believed like maybe mercury was in gatorade and that he was protected (laughs) 
I don't know. But I, um, I feel like he'd be the last person who would like believe in all that. Right? I feel like he'd be like when the first player is vaccinated. But yeah, I guess yeah. Not. I mean, he is a pagan, isn't he? Is he a pagan? I thought he was. That'd be uh, news to me. Yeah. Regardless Are you memeing? That. Are you memeing? Yeah, I can't I, tell. Uh, <laughs> totally like, but, is he a witch? It would make sense yeah. that there is a curse on the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> that he put on them. <laughs> In my head, I'm going back not thinking it all makes sense. That oh catch, the kick. <laughs> it was yeah, a catch. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think at the very least, um, you know, probably, you know, smack his PP and, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is is a different animal. I don't hate him because he's a nemesis of the Cowboys, but um, yeah, I'm surprised. I don't know how this happened. Like, I don't know how this was allowed to go on, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's that. Yeah, I mean, so Devontae Adams was on the COVID la- list last week, so that could be you know COVID running through the Packers here. If you have Packers players, there could be more to come with this. I'm sure you know he's the quarterback. He's involved a lot in the team and has not been wearing a mask indoors, uh, as well as close interaction. So if he has COVID, I mean, I would think that this is going to go down the line here. Although I think most of the Packers team is vaccinated, so the rules are a little bit different. Aaron Rodgers could potentially miss next week as well uh, because he is unvaccinated. So uh, we'll see. Um, I'm an Aaron Rodgers owner, so you know he really let the team down here, and uh, he will be punished accordingly. So, Well, um, it's also messed up though, right? So he's the quarterback. I see him licking his hands all the time before he touches that ball. Yeah, I mean, he touches the ball every play, you know, so... Uh, yeah, Aaron like Rodgers is a football. super spreader. He basically has his whole mouth on the football and giving yeah, it to this, everybody. This is not good, but it's good if you're an NFC team that is not the Packers. You know, they could drop a few games here. Uh, you never know. Nice. We'll see. So, um, yeah. I think that is all the news for the week. Uh, we are in Thursdays. We record this to so the culture playing the Jets on Thursday night. We'll have this up on Spotify. Apple Podcast shortly, but I think that's. Uh, do we miss anything, big guys? Uh, we should, uh, I guess, disclose. Uh, we had three name changes this week in case uh, some people who were confused on the uh, <laughs> earlier yeah, mentions. I, I should just start calling out the name of the owner, not the team name. <laughs> we had uh, <laughs> so Miles as well. Suck me golf is now Team Cordero Patterson. Um, One bad name to another. <laughs> uh, Joe Buck himself is now Poverty <laughs> Franchise like after their better. fourth straight loss. And then uh, Calvin changed his name from uh, the dumpster fire to everything is fine after his second straight loss. Things are fine. Big skid. Uh, I didn't go over the re- weekly report, but we'll look at that. The best manager. Uh, wait a minute. This can't be right. The best manager is that is Jeff Stone. No, opposite, opposite. Where am I at here? He's the worst manager. <laughs> He's no. <laughs> so, best manager is you. My screen. I'm not even kidding. It actually said. Wait a minute. This this can't be right. This can't be right. I'm not even kidding. My screen says best manager is Jeff Stone. <laughs> I think you're the lowest. Amount. I'll take the lowest score. That's what I just saw. He had 54 points. I was like, what? Wait a minute. What am I looking at here? Can someone read off the bed? <laughs> All right. So best team is you. Uh, Mary had a little CD lamb with 142 points. The worst team is Jeff Stone with 80. 
The best players left on the bench this week were Justin Fields with 25, Michael Carter with 27, Cole Beasley with 16, and uh, CJ Uzuma, I don't know how to pronounce that, with five. Um, best or most efficient manager was Dakota with 142 out of 142 points. Least efficient was Fidel, a.k.a. Big Chunky Ben, 103 out of a possible 132. So he would have won if he had gotten all his projected points. Uh, highest points in a loss was now Poverty Franchise. They lost to me. They were actually up uh, 0.1 going into that final drive. Um, and then Cooper to Cooper connection sealed the deal for me. Uh, <laughs> lowest points in a win was John Liu, a.k.a. Super Mario Sunshine with 86. That is That might be the lowest I've ever seen in a win uh, this season. That's, that's 86? Quite, quite bad, yeah. Jesus. Biggest blowout was uh, to Kotor against Jeff Stone. <laughs> that was uh, that was a margin of sixty nine. Nice percent. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then Nero's victory was uh, Super Mario Sunshine against the Goodfellas, uh, eighty six to eighty, and that was a, a eight point three percent. Overachievers were me. Projected 118, I scored 134, and Patrick Stone was the underachiever of the week. He scored 83, he was projected 139. That's it. And thank you so much for that, Sean. See, we keep it real here. This is this is raw live entertainment. No edits. We have technical difficulties, but you know, we get it worked out here. So I thought what might be cool too is looking, you know, if the playoffs ended today, since we are getting pretty close um, to them, really, it looks like I would have a first round buy currently along with John Liu. And then some of the standings are actually a little off track because they don't take into account um, some of the tiebreakers, which are like head to head. So it would be a little bit off. So this could change potentially. You, you, yeah, you and John are definitely would be the first round buys, but uh, the three seed, because there's a three way tie. Um, in the East, and I've beaten the Hobbits, but the Hobbits have beaten the New Jersey football team, and the New Jersey football team has beaten me. It would default to points for, um, although this might be right. So I think you can continue. Okay, I was going to say, well, this is a lot of math for me to handle. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it ended today, myself and John with the bye, and then we would have a match of, of Albert Liu and Patrick Stone, and then Christian Castle versus Sean. So, you know, looking at the standings, it's um, nobody's really out of it yet. There are some teams that certainly need to get some wins. You know, if you're a two-win team, it's going to be pretty difficult here, uh, especially because in your division in the West, just looking at the poverty franchise, you have John Liu with seven wins and uh, Albert with five wins. So you really, really, you, you know, you're going to need some help. Same thing, you know, Fadil, two wins. You have a six-win team in your division, but uh, the other guys here are close. You know, you're only a game out of Kalman and two games out of Taylor Made, and we still have a whole another round of division games to come up too. So, and then uh, looking in the East, you know, that's a very close battle here. That could go either way. You have three, four, and four teams, and then Jeff at three and five. So nobody's out of that division. So there are still a lot of spots up, as well as you know your wild card spots. So. Um, this is it though. We're, we're getting down. You need to start winning when we get out of November. I mean, this is going to be a much clearer picture, I think. So, uh, it's excited. The, the year is going so quick. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it is going very fast. 
already halfway. Well, with that, that'll bring us up to our matchups here for week number nine. We will, well, we'll start here, I guess. Let me see the order that I have. Again, we always like to save the best for last, the game of the week. So I will go here in the order that my screen has, and uh, we'll save that game for last. But um, myself going up against the Poverty franchise, in a single week, my roster has kind of been flipped upside down here. Aaron Rodgers is out. Zach Wilson has been out. Chris Godwin's on a bye. I had to pick up Michael Gallup, who's still on IR. I don't know if he's even going to be able to play this week. Um, And AJ Green is on COVID as well. So uh, I have a lot of holes I kind of had to plug in here. I have guys that probably shouldn't be starting this week. Robbie Anderson, I'm looking at you. Devin Singletary, I'm looking at you. Tony Pollard, you know, hit or miss against Denver team. If Dallas gets up early, maybe he sees some more carries. Um, so it's, uh, I am still projected to win though against the poverty franchise. We'll see if uh, that holds up here. I mean, I don't know. He's got his best tight end on a buy, TJ Hawkinson, and that's a big buy too for his tight end position. One of his better players. He's got PJ Walker starting in his second QB spot currently. So, uh, you know, Sam Darnold's still questionable. Um, I would think that Matt Ryan's probably going to get put in there. Uh, I, I can't see PJ Walker starting. I guess we'll see. Yeah, he's, uh, he's starting PJ Walker. He is starting PJ Walker. Wow. That's what he told me as of last night. He uh, PJ Walker is going to start over Matt Ryan or Sam Darnold because uh, Darnold apparently has a concussion. Yeah, he got rocked and he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not been good. And then so he's he's. I think I told him Ryan is the. Uh, has the safer floor, but he's wanting to shoot for the moon here. He wants the uh, the higher ceiling. So, we'll so PJ Walker, I think in his limited action, has looked pretty good when he's come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Peterson was his kind of sneaky pickup. That could definitely pay dividends as the season continues. Running backs, we know, are uh, tough to get. So um, I kind of like that pickup, too. I think that could definitely pay off as well. Um, but again, I want to pick my game. While right now Sleeper has me at 81% confidence to win, it's going to be a close one, I think, probably closer than what the projections have it. Right now I'm projected to win by about 20, uh, 19 points, so we'll see. But um, do you guys have any input on this game? Um, I think that they are greatly underrating P.J. Walker. Um, I know a lot of people around here in the Charlotte area are actually pretty high on P.J. Walker, and... I forget what what league he was in. He was in like the XFL or something, right? Right. Yeah. So, yep. Um, people liked him from there. Um, so there's a lot of fans around here. I think they're one probably tired of Sam Darnold at this point. Um, that didn't last too long. Um, but I think that they've been intrigued by uh, PJ Walker's potential ever since he got signed on the team and had a few impressive uh, preseason uh, performances. So. I mean, I don't think that he's going to just get one point this week. I think he's going to get quite a few points. So um, I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, Dakota, like you said, you do have some holes on your team. Um, You know, it obviously sucks not having a second quarterback to start. Uh, And I think that that advantage uh, that, that might prove to be, I think your downfall this week, not having that second quarterback. Um, yeah, I'm honestly I'm kind of leaning a little bit to the poverty franchise. Maybe he can get that third win and move up to the the not, or maybe just move up to a franchise, not poverty. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually think this is a lot closer than what the this predicts. I know PJ Walker's not going to score one point unless he you know throws for 
uh, several yards and then gets concussed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, the poverty franchise, they have like four core like decent players: Cook, Harris, Woods, and Allen, and the rest are kind of just filler. Um, if they pop off, I think uh, poverty franchise wins. Um, if you had Rodgers playing, I think you would have easily cruised to a victory. Um, yeah. I do think this is a lot closer. I will give the slight edge to poverty franchise, but I, I think it could go either way. There you have it, folks. Tune in next week and see our next game. We have a matchup of a two and six team, big chunky Ben going up against the hobbits at four and four hobbits looking to bounce back after their poor performance last week, big chunky Ben, Dying for a win here. Absolutely needs it. This is a must-win game. I think we said that last week, too. So truly a must-win game here. Um, Right now, Sleeper has the Hobbits winning with 61% confidence here. It's a close matchup. It has him winning currently 137 to 131. We have a good matchup here. Justin Herberts with a favorable matchup against Philly. Josh Allen against Jacksonville. So uh, the QBs could be big here. Um, Derek Carr, uh, without Henry Ruggs, as we discussed, this could be a a prove-it type game. You know, there's going to be a lot of energy and uh, emotions in that locker room. And he's got Kirk Cousins. uh, The big chunky Ben has Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, going up against the Baltimore Ravens in that great defense. He's got – Fadil, unfortunately, has his one of his best running backs here, um, DeAndre Swift, out want to buy so this matchups could be close i mean fidel cannot afford to lose this game i think if i had to pick it right now i'd probably lean the hobbits i think the hobbits team is just overall better um and i i like Derek carr to to exceed that ranking against just a pitiful giants team this week he's projected 22 i think he could definitely be closer to that 30 mark um so i would have to lean the hobbits now the only thing i will say Kirk Cousins and the Vikings is going to be a game to keep its eye on because anything Kirk Cousins does is kind of canceled out by the Hobbits this week because he has Thielen and Jefferson. Chances are if Cousins throws a TD, it's going to one of those two guys. So I think that's also going to play in his favor. But Ravens have a really good defense, so we'll see. Aside from that shellacking that uh, Cincinnati gave them, that was kind of the uh, the outlier here because the previous games they held teams really under um, – not many points, so we'll see. But I, if I had to make a pick today on Thursday, I'm taking the Hobbits. Yeah, I think like what you said, the key matchup here to me is the um, the Kurt Cousins to um, you know those Vikings receivers he's got over there um, because that I mean they could honestly cancel out for both. I mean Kurt Cousins could the Kurt Cousins from last week could show up this week and take out two of the players over there for. Uh, for the hobbits. So honestly, I feel like the, I like how the hobbits team looks this week a little bit more, um, you know, especially with uh, Derek Carr going up against uh, the giants. Um, but honestly, I think Kurt cousins is going to, it's going to screw up this week. I'm completely out on the Vikings, by the way, I know they're kind of like a bipolar team, but I'm completely out on them. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to screw things up for uh, for the Hobbits this week. So I'm going to go with uh, with Big Chunky Ben. I think Big Chunky Ben's much better than what his record indicates at two and six. Um, I kind of want to lean the Hobbits here, but oof, this could go either way. 
I'm going to give the slight lean to the Hobbits. Um, but I do see this one being close. And I think Big Chunky Ben's a lot better than two and six. There you have it. Going to the next matchup here, we have Super Mario Sunshine at seven and one is projected to get beat down this week by the New Jersey football team. Um, Looking at this game here already, so uh, 89% confidence. The projection is Christian Castle beat him 142 to 112. And uh, yeah, I, so right now he does not have a super flex. You know, I probably he'll have, um, or I'm sorry, no, he does not have a flex position. So right now, Saquon Barkley is looking to be out. Odell is done for the season. He's got Scary Terry on a bye. Um, Corey Davis, as we do this podcast, is out. Um, Darrenus Johnson, I guess, maybe could do something. He had a good game, so maybe he plugs him in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, things are kind of crumbling, I think, right now for, for Super Mario Sunshine. He had a really, really good start, but his roster has really just been kind of obliterated as of late. Um, I do not think really anybody he has from – AJ Dillon down is reliable. Well, except for Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, I will say, is reliable. But looking at like AJ Dillon, very unreliable. Russell Gage dropped a donut. Brandon Ayuk has not shown anything this year. Dallas Goddard will probably put up some good points, but man, I, I do not know. I cannot pick him this week. I think that that roster is just a mess right now. And without even looking at the New Jersey football team, I mean, I see Kyler Murray. I see Aaron Jones. I see Zach Ertz. You know, the Cardinals are going to be without DeAndre Hopkins. And now A.J. Green, he could be in for a big game. So I, I think this easily goes to the New Jersey football team. I would take out a 10K loan and put it on them this week <laughs> and uh, feel good about it. So Kids college savings. Some <laughs> <Yeah>. of that. <laughs> I'm slamming the New Jersey football team. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, – I don't think I've, I've really been high on, uh, on Jay Lou's team here because, I mean, I just feel like they're not as good as the record shows. Um. And I feel like the injuries are going to catch up with him this week. I just don't think you can overcome, you know, ha- having Ayuk in there, um, you know, not having that flex. And if you look at his bench, there's not really anyone he can really plug in there. Um, you know, I guess you can plug in, uh, uh, you know, was that Dernis Johnson? Yeah, he'll, he'll probably yeah. start, I would think. I mean, that's the only person he could put in <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless he picks somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's to me, I just don't know if he's going to be able to overcome that this week. And I think that this is going to be the game that's going to kind of kick off a little bit of a losing streak for uh, for Super Mario Sunshine here. Um, I feel like it's it's been a long time coming and I think it starts this week. I'm with you guys. I think uh, Super Mario Sunshine bit of a fake seven and one team they keep winning but they're fifth in scoring which isn't terrible but uh it's a little low for a one loss team at this point in the season um they kind of remind me a bit of the the 2020 Steelers where they got off to that you know crazy start um and then kind of uh faded down the stretch I could really see this being the case like you said Calman uh and I do think New Jersey fall team cruises to an easy victory this week it's just too many busts, too many injuries for, for Super Mario Sunshine, and eventually I think the luck you know, runs out and they regress to the mean. Yes, we all seem to be on the same 
thought process here for this matchup. Uh, the next matchup we have the team Taylor made another blowout projected against the Goodfellas. Uh, Brandon has, as we said, seemingly turned his season around. We are cheating a bit as Thursday night is going on right now. Jonathan Taylor having a good game. It is uh, not even halftime. He's already got 16 points. So um, he's projected right now 143 to 112 against uh, the Goodfellas. Goodfellas backfield kind of a mess right now. You got James Robinson, but he's been banged up. Carlos Hyde, I guess, would take the spot. Oh, man, this is basically it's the Jaguars and the Bills against Taylor made this week <laughs> as far as his lineup is concerned right now. And um, I just don't see it. He's got a lot of buys. So we got uh, Antonio Brown on a buy, Rob Gronkowski on a buy, Tyler Lockett on a buy, Leonard Fournette on a buy. So, um, again, bye weeks are just killing some teams right now. Teams almost have like a built-in loss, it seems like, in their schedule with with some of these buys here. It's it's brutal. So, you know, I, again, I think the projections are probably good. Brandon has a, a nice team that has turned it around. Um, he's gotten what he needs out of the quarterback position the past few weeks with Daniel Jones and Tua. They do not need to be great. They just need to be good with his interior of, you know, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Darren Waller. So, uh, yeah, I like I like Brandon. I, I think he's going to win. I don't think this is going to be close. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you there. You know, I think the good fellas just they aren't going to be up to it this week again. Um, Brandon has done a really good job of keeping his team competitive and not, you know, a couple weeks ago, it feels like we we're just talking about how he was in a must win game. Um, and now yeah, he's last team, in the rankings. Yeah. And I think that his team is one of the most dangerous in the league now. You know, he's getting Jerry Judy back, obviously against the Cowboys, maybe not the best matchup, but for weeks to come. Uh, that's a that's a big player to to have back, and I think that he could do some damage in that um, that Denver offense. Uh, maybe give him a little bit of a spark. Um, yeah, I mean, I I actually am uh, I'm pretty high on Brandon's team, and I think that he is going to uh, he's going to compact the uh, <laughs> the good fellas into the the nearest garbage can. This week. <laughs> Would you say that he's going to whack the good fellas? I think he's going to whack them. <laughs> yeah, just way too many buys for the good fellas. It's just uh, a lot of their strength, you know, with Brown and Gronk and Fournette. They're all out. And then he really proved us wrong. Uh, Brandon did with Jonathan Taylor. He's the third ranked running back this season. Um, he's been killing it. Um, and so, you know, he's got Cooper Cop, who's been ridiculous. He's putting up, you know, Randy Moss type numbers. Um, and like Calvin said, as long as, you know, two and Danny Jones are good enough, I think this is an easy win for Taylor made. And our next matchup belongs to Calvin with everything is fine going up against Wideout University. Uh, Calvin, a three and five team going up against a four and four team. Uh, both teams really looking for a win here to, to stay in their playoff hunt as uh, we head into November. Uh, Cal, you mentioned like Brandon doing a good job of kind of navigating and, and keeping his team competitive. And um, I will say, looking at your lineup this week, after hearing that Jameis Winston is done, you know, you have DK Metcalf on a bye, you have uh, Alex Collins on a bye. Your projection actually isn't bad. I mean, it's um, it's projected then right around you know where some of these other teams are this week, and 
if Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill can have a bounce back game against Green Bay, which Green Bay has a pretty good secondary, I think you definitely have a chance here um, to 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 upset. Um, Devontae Smith and Kyle Pitts, uh, again, that could be kind of the key here. W- what I'm thinking is Kyle Pitts, if he can have another good game and maybe outshoot that 10 projection and come close to that 20 mark, I know that may be a lot to ask for. And then if Devontae can come closer to like the 15, 16 mark, um, right now, wideout is projected 125. So I think he could get pretty close into there. Again, we're kind of cheating tonight. So as it, uh, as it stands, Wideout University has three players currently playing. Michael Pittman, who at halftime has three points. Uh, Jameson Crowder, who is in, and Carson Wentz. So, um, depending on how their second half goes here, you know that projection for wideout could even come down close to yours. So, you know, if if your guys can just do their job, they should be good. The Eagles seem to not like Kenneth Gainwell. They uh, they ran a lot of Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, which bodes well for you. I mean, that's a good pickup here. Um, so I think you're navigating really well, uh, you know, with these injuries and things. But uh, I don't. I think this could be really close. I think this might be the closest game of the week, honestly. Um, I think right now I would. I like the roster for wideout better, but I think I could totally see you upsetting this week. Yeah, so I feel like with the thing with my team going forward, especially now that Jameis is gone, you know, I traded him away, obviously. Um, I think that Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill are really my team. If they do good, I have a shot to win. If they don't, I'm screwed. And going up against Green Bay this week, I really don't know what to think because the Chiefs, just they just don't look like the Chiefs this year. There, There's some kind of issue going on. Not sure what's going on, but hopefully they can turn it around and I can get a win here. Um you know, I'm at the the situation where, you know, if Trevor Simeon starts, I feel like that could definitely help me. Um, I don't have him plugged in there right now just because uh, I'm not sure what New Orleans plan is. I guess, you know, that could be a game time decision and then probably pull out, uh, you know, Michelle and put in uh, Booker in his spot and then put Simeon there. Um, you know, it's really, it's really going to depend. I mean, and plus, you know, if Simeon starts, Wideout University loses Taysom Hill on his side. So it's that's that's going to be a big decision for New Orleans to make because it basically will determine who gets a second quarterback this week. So yeah, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I think long term, if the Chiefs continue to struggle, I think I'm not going to have an extremely fun rest of the season. But, you know, see what happens. That's a great point about the quarterback you made. One one team may lose one, and and what team is that going to be? Could be the deciding factor here. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I think Wyoming University has a slight edge. We're cheating a little bit, and uh, if it looks like Pittman just scored, um, I was going to say Calman had a better shot if they went into halftime without him just scoring there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was what, like less than ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> <In the> half. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I changed you know, that. <laughs> I was about to say, Calvin, you, you, I give you a nice edge there if uh, they went to half with you know Pittman doing nothing and, and Crowder doing nothing and Wentz doing nothing, but they Pittman and, and Wentz just got, uh, put up six. So. That we doesn't sl- help. We just slowly <laughs> saw the projection bar slide to Wideout <laughs> University even further. <laughs> so, oh, in real the- time, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the slight edge. You're giving that information to Wideout University, but I do feel 
Calvin has a better shot than what the projection indicates. And if Mahomes and Hill and and uh, Marquise Brown, for that matter, and you could add Pitts, but mainly Hill and, and Mahomes, if they pop off, I do think Calvin has a good shot. There we have it. So uh, sorry again, Calvin. Uh, um, who did you trade uh, James Winston for again? <laughs> uh, Henry, uh, Henry, Henry, Henry. Are you looking for a quarterback? Did you mention you are open for a trade? I know there's been a lot of requests going around. So should we make I that am known? Open for a trade? Yeah, definitely. I'm open for a trade. But you know, if I'm going to be giving up good players, I want to make sure I'm getting, you know, what I deserve in return. So, you know, I'm not going to make a ridiculous trade to get somebody's bench quarterback. I feel like at that point, I'm better off just starting a position player. Well, there you have it. A man who knows what he's worth. Uh, going into the EFFL Prima Hoagie game of the week, we have the Trash Pandas at 4-4 four and four going up against Team Quarterell Patterson at 5-3. and three. The season points leader, Sean, and Dak Prescott is quarterback going up against Albert in 2021's biggest surprise, Quarterell Patterson. So, um, this should be a fun game, I think. Right now, Sean, you're projected, really, it's not even a game. You're projected 130 over his 110. Um, I can instantly tell you, again, Sean has a lot of Cowboys on his team, arguably the three best players on offense with Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Um, uh, Cooper is definitely hurt, but he's hurt every week. So I, you, you're just used <laughs> at this point to him having that questionable symbol, uh, and he plays through it. So that's fine that he is questionable. He's going up against the Denver Defense that I don't believe in. I know they were good for a little bit of the year, but the Broncos are not a good team. And I really think Dallas wipes the floor with Denver this week, uh, especially if Dak is back. Dak, um, from what they said, could have played last week if needed. But from what Amari Cooper actually said during an interview today, there was no plan at all for Dak Prescott to play last week from the very get-go, even though Dallas led that into really game time. We didn't know until really minutes before uh, who was going to start that game. So, a little bit of uh, some gamesmanship here from Mike McCarthy. Uh, d- did we actually outcoach the Vikings? <laughs> it doesn't typically happen for the Cowboys, but uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. So I do like a healthy Dak back this week with Zeke, who's turned it up. Um, yeah, I just I love your team a lot more than I love um, Quero Patterson's right now. I, I just um, I think you're much stronger at every skill position. I know that uh, AJ Brown is coming off a big week, and he can kind of go off at any time, but now with Derrick Henry down, you know, they don't necessarily have to play the run anymore as much as they did against when you're playing Tennessee. So um, he does have Travis Kelsey right now in his tight end position. I think that's really the only players I look that I like over who you have starting in the opposite side, but Travis Kelsey really hasn't done much of anything this year. So um, he's kind of just going off the name at this point, as you know, you will see his nickname given, uh, by Albert is also useless. So uh, he seems to agree <laughs> here. Um, he does have Christian McCaffrey, who there's been some talks that he could be coming back. You know, he's been very limited during practice. He practiced before the Eagles game a few weeks ago, but um, doesn't seem like he's going to be off uh, injured reserve for game time. So uh, you don't have to worry about him. Yeah, I just, I like your team better. I, I like you better at every position except the tight end. And even then, I don't think the projection is. That much off. Travis Kelsey's projected 15 to Dan Arnold, six, but or seven, really, 6.96. But uh, just overall better team. I think you're hot right now, and I, I, I see you winning this game. Yeah, honestly, I think that your your quarterback positions, um, 
I think it's going to be really strong this week. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to throw out a wild prediction here. I think uh, that Jordan Love is going to Matt Flynn it up this week <laughs> and he's going to deliver uh, a crazy performance for uh, for Green Bay uh, against a really horrendous Kansas City defense. Like out of all the defenses for him to have his first NFL start against, I don't know if you could really pick a better defense. So I think he's going to have a big game. Uh, that he's going to show up, you know, he, cause I mean, he probably has a big chip on his shoulder, you know, s- stepping in there for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to do really well. Um, and like Dakota said, I, I think that your team is just, uh, better across the board. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling very trash panda E this week. Appreciate it, fellas. I feel good. I feel good about this one. I think, uh, I think it'll be a little closer than what it projects, but I do feel good about it. And I will also say, um, I think the fact that he uh, changed his name here to Team Cordero Patterson, um, I think that puts a little bit of too much pressure on Patterson's shoulders, and I think he's going to choke a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, it could be. Uh, he, he um, Calman is also a pagan, if you didn't know, so um, you could <laughs> potentially put a hex on Cordero Patterson. Maybe I'm a pagan. I don't know since I just cursed Calvin's team. <laughs> I believe there's a pagan and all. Those are uh, <laughs> well, uh, there you have it in a nutshell. Um, week nine. We're into November. Where did the time go? Pretty soon it'll be Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then it'll be the playoffs. So uh, with that, signing off. Um, Thanks again for listening and uh, enjoy. We'll see you next week. Don't drink and drive. (laughs)